This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLaren Vale Great Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLaren Vale wine region. So I'm James Hook, and today uh, Jill Gordon-Smith and myself are out in a vineyard, a special in, vineyard. We're out in a beautiful vineyard in McLaren Vale, just overlooking uh, the township. And this is Maxwell, Mark Maxwell's vineyard, the Mill Block. The Mill Block. And I was just explaining um, to Jill that, Jill asked me how old the vines are in front of us, and I was explaining that these are an old block of vineyard. They they may even go back to the Second World War. So you're looking at something that's 70 years old now. Fairly established. 50 to 70 years old, yeah. Fairly established roots and root systems. And I was asking, James, we haven't had much rain this winter no no and but everything looks okay do you but we don't we actually haven't had that the the rain that we need so what do you call that well i i call it a green drought so everything looks okay um so there was enough rain in the topsoil to you know grow a pasture and have grass in the area it's not not like anything you've seen in new south wales no because you know there's still cover crops in between the vines and we still have Everything looks quite lush at the moment. But what's different is that at depth, so if you can imagine, a lot of soils are about as deep as you and I are tall. Some of the probably the fertile soils are as tall as me and the less fertile... As tall as me. Sorry, that was a flow <laughs> That's <by>. okay. <laughs> um, it, it just is, it's weather... So water probably got from the tip of... If I was a soil, water got from the tip of my head down to probably my knees. But it never got all the way down this year, this winter. Okay, and it needs enough. to get down as far it as helps. it possibly yeah, can. Yeah, because vine roots will explore everything they can and they'll pull water from everywhere they can. Um, so what the, what the issue is, is if we come into a sustained spell of hot weather, a lot of the vines that look good now will suffer. They'll fall over because they're not pulling as much water out of the ground. And that's a distinct possibility. We're worried about it. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, we've been worried about it. I mean, it does take a little bit of disease pressure off, but now we have an, an, another problem. Yeah, and the problem is, is what are we going to do if we get a heat wave? And what yeah. are we going to do if we have a heat wave? <laughs> it's a million dollar question. Um, we, we're reasonably lucky in this area that we have quite good water sources. So we have good water security. Um, and what are they, James? Well, there's. Uh, it's rough. It depends on the season, but about half the water comes from bore and about half the water comes from recycled water. Okay. And, and then there is a small percentage that comes a few different ways, like winery recycled water is a tiny bit. And there is, unfortunately, there are some people who still use drinking water, SA water, as well for irrigation. Okay, that must be very it's expensive. It's very expensive, yeah. We, yeah. Industry's worked as hard as it can to eliminate that. Um, the... So you can irrigate more. If you've got a good water source, you've got a good allocation, you can you can make up for the deficit in rainfall. Um, people were certainly watering um, a little bit in winter to try and make, you know, try and make up for it. And we can, it, instead of waiting till midsummer to start irrigating, or we can irrigate in late spring, which is about now. And is that going to mainly affect the younger vines and new plantings? I think it, it'll it'll affect all vines, but vines like the ones in front of us that are 50 years minimum age, they've got yeah they've explored every single bit of soil they can. Um, they'll they'll be as buffered against this as much as possible. 
young a younger vine in this site, I would expect it not to you know to suffer more. Um, but but we're not totally we're not totally limited to just using irrigation. So what else could we do? Well, there's there's um you can actually use some fertilizer type products to assist in heat. Um, one of the really good ones is using um, uh, fertilizers derived from seaweed and from kelp. Okay, and so how does that? Work? <laughs> it actually has a hormonal effect on vines. Okay. It it causes them to grow more roots. Okay, so it's growing the underpart. Yeah, it grows the, the underpart a bit more to try and um, yeah exp- try and yeah gives much material and water and and more nutrient into the vine. So it's a really targeted. Yeah. Um, and kelp also does another f- interesting thing. It kind of hijacks the vine's um, own hormonal system. It doesn't hijack it. It sounds like it's a virus or something. But it it, um, it makes the leaves themselves a little bit different, a little bit uh, – they have smaller stomates, smaller okay, breeding so holes. so those breeding holes. And so meant, yeah. how, does, how does that translate into saving of water? They can, it, can, it can reduce the amount of transpiration. Okay, um, so the amount, so the amount of, of water, water lost. that's lost in those, those um, temperatures. Other, other thing people can do is mulch and build up organic matter. So that mulching will around water. the barn? Yeah, you'll see that. And if you, certainly if you, go into a, a, if you knew you were going into a series of dry years... If we could look in a crystal ball and go, well, we're going to have five dry years in a row, that's exactly the type of thing that people need to be doing. Can I ask you about um, between-row planting? So we've got here, we've got um, a cover crop in between. Does this take water? Yes, it does. So you can you can change the way you you, you can change the way you um, treat your mid-row. Okay. Now, in the old days, they'd plough everything up. I won't use the term that I would call that, but I think it, it, it has a lot of problems just if you just go and um, obliterate the midrow. Um, because there's more bene- benefit. There's a lot more benefit that, in that having it than the, than the than the amount of water that you're gonna yeah, that you're gonna save by eliminating it. But but you can mow it certain ways. You can um, keep it a lot lower in a dry year like this so that it's not using transpiring as well. Using so would you um, use cheat sheep? Things like that? Yeah, well, I, I, grazing we've seen come into this yeah. area. Um, yeah, I've seen quite a lot. Yeah, quite a lot more. And I think I think if, if I was going to get in a machine and go 20 years in the future, I think you'll see a lot more grazing and you'll see a lot more um, undervine cultivation, like the old dodge ploughing, okay. things like what Jog Bosworth does. I know right. you've, you've been to his Absolutely. vineyard. Absolutely, yeah. and he's very... Um, Experience with organic and biodynamic and the, the reason the reason I say that I think there'll be more of that is because some of the things like some of the herbicide groups we use are starting to fail uh, because the, the the weeds get uh, have developed resistance to them. Okay. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of new research being done to bring in new herbicides. It's not. So we're stuck with what we've got. We're stuck with what we've got, moment. and it's and it will stop working. Yeah. A bit like. Antibiotics. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, it's be, it'd be like saying, "Well, if there's no more antibiotics coming. You're stuck with the ones you've got. You've got to get better." You've just at got to deal them. with yeah. it. So we have to deal with yeah. other more holistic ways of yeah. dealing with this. Do you have a plan when you in your vineyards? Do you put together a possible plan to yeah, well, deal I, with I, contingencies? Water budgeting, totally. Everyone's well, it's not just me who knows about that. Everyone's watching their water budget. Um, 
And then, yeah, there is the strategic use of um, organic matter to try and um, build up soil capacity to hold more water. Um, so we monitor organic matter. I think it's probably the most important thing for a grape grower to monitor is actually monitor what their soil organic matter is. Because if they're depleting that, it's kind of a bad sign for the soil. If it's going up, it's a good sign. It's a good thing. Can I ask you, where do you get your kelp from? It's commercially available. So it's commercially available product. Yeah, you probably imagine... People aren't just picking it up off the ground. No, they're not picking it up off the ground. No, there's a whole industry about... um, It's actually harvested uh, under the sea. Yeah, there's there's good stock from Tasmania, I know, and and, and then um, you can't even get in, things that are imported from as far away as like the Atlantic coast of Canada and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a whole industry. It's it's a good, it's a well known, um, yeah, well known little trick to use is that seaweed is awesome fertilizer. Yeah, it's a great tip. Is there anything else you would suggest for people coming into this summer from what you've seen so far in the region? Well, you said it a little bit as a throwaway comment that there's, oh, yeah, you'll have less disease. Um, I'm not sure if you're on holiday, I shouldn't say holiday, I'm not sure if you were overseas working, representing South Australia when we had the giant lightning storm. No, I just got home that day. That was an amazing That was incredible. I've never seen anything like that. That that has triggered some some downy mildew. Okay, how does that work? Um, Because it was a, it was a, that was a, about two weeks before that, on the 18th of October, there was a Downy Mildew primary event. That's a 10-10-24. You heard of that? No. Uh, it just means there was there was more than 10 mils of rainfall. Yes. The temperature stayed above 10 degrees. Okay. And the vines were wet for 24 hours. Okay, 10 so that, 24 that makes this disease go from the soil up into the vine. Okay, so it gets transported yeah. up into the vine. And then once it's up in the vine, every time you get a night like that thunderstormy night, Which it was multiplies. incredible. And they call that a secondary event. That would have been a tertiary event, not a secondary event, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. trust me, it was a secondary event, but yeah. yeah. So we're at that point now. If that's actually, you can go out and find quite a bit of this wet weather disease, oh, even really? though I'm talking about droughts at the same time, yeah. This is the really interesting thing about viticulture. You're not just dealing with the same thing every year. You're dealing with things that move and goalposts that move constantly. And that's why, um, I guess, have you ever been asked the question, oh, droughts or dry years, oh, that's great for wine quality. This Is, is this from a dry year? Have you ever been asked Isn't that? Isn't that interesting? There's a lot of things people throw away, like, oh, this is great quality, must be from a dry year. Or look at the legs on this wine, must be a good wine. So... What have you got to say about that comment? That- oh, it's just such a broad question. Like, you can't say just just because it was a dry year might be benefit low disease, so you're probably going to have less botrytis, a so less faulty product. But for a grape grower, they might have only had half the crop they normally have. That's right. So, so money wise, they could have had they're sunburn. Um, so it's way too general to say, oh, dry years. And, and even in a dry year with even just the flavours that are developed from different uh, reactions. Well, yeah, in the like, like, like if you get very hot weather at Veraison versus a year where you get very cool weather at Veraison, Veraison being the time when a lot of the chemistry of the flavour is being developed, you get, it's absolutely going to be different. It's not. It's not a good thing to say just because it was dry that it was. Yeah. No, because I suppose there's a lot more work in your in your vineyard, working out you know how you're going to position your leaves, how you're going to protect your fruit, yeah. how much fruit you've actually got, canopy, canopy a lot. management. And that's something I haven't. You know, we haven't, haven't even talked about on that. that. Yeah, 
Um, obviously we're at the you know, we're, we're at the end of flowering now, so these vines in front of us, you'll see they're just set fruit. Yes. This ground. Um, it's still growing. If you look at it, it's, it's still got active shoot tip growth. But if we, I mean, we will come probably come back here in a month's time. This won't be growing. This will definitely stop Stops. growing. Um, and the way it's trimmed, if it was ever trimmed, that's going to have a big effect on how it gets through summer. Yeah. So if anyone's got any questions about these sorts of things, who can they contact? Well, they, they, what they can, I've, I've had people ask, are you and Jill going to take questions? It's like, yeah, we'll take questions. Um, we'll do a Q&A podcast. Um, so that they can, you can ask questions if you go and talk to Rachel Williams. Rachel's voice is on the start and the end of these podcasts. Um, she's... Uh, grower at mclarenvale.info or you can just look up um, www.mclarenvale.info and you'll get her contact details. She'll pass them on to us and then we'll do a Q&A fantastic. on Fantastic. Yeah. So that's a really good resource for everybody and be fantastic to get some questions from people. Yeah. Because yep. lots of people want to ask things. You can ask them anonymously. Uh, yep. And we'll just, we'll just talk about we'll it. We'll talk and, about yeah, it. Yeah. We're talking, you know, we're talking live from the vineyard whenever we can. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, James. Thanks, that's a really great session. So. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLarenvale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLarenvale wine region.